as a business. Yes, it's on the mind. Yeah, um, you got it. You have to give me. You have to give me a tax ID. You got to give me everything. Everything, right? There was one person I saw on Lester's um, show. She said that she tried to get in to apply for four hours straight, and then she finally was able to submit her application, but she was denied. I, mine went through, but I know I wish my name was Ruth Chris, but I found out. <laughs> I think they must thought, I must thought I was Whitney Houston, because when I checked my account, I have nothing, nothing. nothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like nothing when I looked in there. I said, boy, look at you. They sent me an email that, hey, basically in black terms, my bad. We couldn't get to it. My bad. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. We might do another one in June or July. They said June or July. They may do another. But Ruth Chris got 20 million. Another. What, what about the one guy who they gave him a government grant, a check for $50 million, and his business ain't been open in two years. They went bankrupt. He filed for bankruptcy in two years and had no, he has not won. He got one employee for two years, and that's him, him by himself, one employee. He got a grant for $50 million. To that make, was a fluke. To make, no, 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 no. That's what they sent him. He got a government contract to make the, some masks. But, but no, but his company doesn't make masks. They don't even make them. But he can subcontract somebody who can. No, listen. But you gotta put all that in consideration. This company has been non-active for, for 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 over two years. He, he got the award. He has no employees, and then you get him a check for fifty million. Marvin Dixon, listen, listen to what you just said. He was awarded a w a r d e d a government contract. Yes. Based upon this is based because I used to submit those proposals with another professional business consulting firm I had. When you submit those proposals responding to whatever the RFI or you know the request RFP that they put out there, right? If you can build your case and put the right knowledge, skills, capabilities, and history in there and partnerships in there. You just might get it. So he was awarded. Yes, he may be a one-man show that has not, as you said, uh, been an active or not done any business in the past year. But like I said, he can go and subcontract. No, no, no. I understand that. But when you own a business, I can't see Mike's part of motive and body shop that never made a mask in their life get $50 million because Mike said, I got to hook up on some masks. Ain't no way to work. At least get a company that do masks. An engineer firm that can create masks. This guy had a company that don't do nothing, but guess what? Like when they say follow the money, why is his company somewhere right in Virginia, right outside D.C.? Now watch they going to follow the money and somebody when they're all this over, see right now they 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 attention is somewhere else. But when all this over, they get to auditing certain people. Watch what happens. Cause so far he ain't sent no mask yet. 
As of now, today, I could have got more masks. You know, I could have went in the hood. I know old ladies. <laughs> I got friends right here in Montgomery just making masks and sending them everywhere. You know what I'm saying? They could sew them. Yep. Oh, somebody's sewing masks right now. I can call her up. Look, I got a big order for you. She's going to say, how many more? Need a million. A million. <laughs> I need a, a million. million. Now, how much material you need? That's all I'm going to say. And yep. He had no experience, never done that. His company has nothing, no affiliation with mass. Uh, engineering company or nothing, and he did that. So how can you do that? You can't go to a mom and pop store that got a restaurant and say, well, I can get y'all a million masks. Give me 50 million. Right. But you know what, Marvin? Do you remember the name of that company? Uh, no, I have to research it. I'm going to text you. When you figure it out, I'm going to say, when you figure it out, I want you to text that to me. You know why? Because we we want to follow that. This person is saying, who is his brother from the darkness? The first $500 billion went to big business, and then they put their hands in the cookie jar and tried to take some of the $310 billion set aside for PPP, and I said, try because they got caught. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I bet he got 50. I bet I got $310 billion, he got 50. Right. He got 50 million. Let me tell you something. Remember we had the, when we had the, um, when the market crashed, the, the housing yeah. market, and they had to bail out, use all them billions of dollars to bail out the car companies. Do you realize something? A, a mathematician who was a brother, uh -huh. he, do you know he could have gave every American that's over 18 Everybody in America, because I forgot how many trillion they gave out then, but he could have gave everybody like four hundred and some thousand dollars over eighteen. Now, if you go for everybody that got make under half a million, if you go for everybody, you you could have went up some more numbers. I think it was about the five hundred and something um, thousand. But they won't do that. They will not give. They want to be rich and poor. I always say that rich and poor. I'm gonna tell you why. If this would have, if they had gave you a check for five hundred thousand, right? What's the first thing you would have did with that check? What you to put that check? What you what you what you to deal with? You to deposit it in the bank. Everybody put five hundred thousand in the bank. Guess what? Bam! Now the banking industry back on point. Right. Next thing what they do? Buy a house. Buy a car. Now, now the um real estate market back on point. Next thing, a car. Now the automobile back on point. You don't have to pay for your kids' school because they got their own check. Now, if they behind, I want to pay for their classes. That's on them. Your mama, right. look, you have 500000 you got your check the same day I got mine. But Marvin, <laughs> <laughs> you a mess. <laughs> I tell jokes for a living, but you give me a minute to sit there. I think I'll figure something out. Uh-huh. I told a young lady one night, a white chick, it was doing an interview on a radio station, and she was saying, uh, I was telling her, is you don't want um, your people, meaning her, we was just joking, she, she was talking about what black people do, I was telling white people do, I said, white people would not give us a chance, because we need very little bit to, to make it to a lot of bit, that's what I just I said, I, we take a little bit to make it a lot of bit, and she said, what you mean by that? I said, have you noticed I can go and get a car? Maybe $20,000, $30,000, maybe a $40,000 loan. 
for a car. Now, I don't care if I had a 500 beacon score on my credit. I can get that car with a loan. They'll give me that car. But if I ask for $30,000 for a loan to open a business, they'll refuse me. Right. Now, you'll give me a car to drive to your job to work for you, but you won't give me thirty or 40000 to open up my own business to work for myself. Why do you think that is? Because they know what we can do with little. Right. We can do with little. Slaves, remember when they ended slavery, they got, well, they made all the slaves get off the slave, and guess what? What they had? Nothing. A slave ain't have nothing. You see me backing up now. A slave ain't have nothing. But nothing. Go, go from there to now. Look at, slave went out there and cut down some trees and built his own log cabin. Slave went out and found him some work. He, he hey, I start my own stuff. I grow my own stuff. I can build my own things with nothing. Remember, they had nothing. 50 cent on them or something, a dollar on them. They had nothing. So you mean to tell me, you give a, give a anybody 30, now somebody gonna mess it up. Don't get it wrong. Mm -hmm. it, we'll mess it up. But if you give a mature person 35,000, you know how much stuff you can open with that? You can open a small restaurant. You can open yep. up a clothing store. You can open up a shoe store, a salon, a barbershop. There are so many things that we can open up with that. But they'll be like, no, no, we don't want all y'all. We need some of y'all to get a car to come work for us. They don't want you to so, so, yes. Since you bring up the topic of entrepreneurship, which I really support, I'm big on that, as we near our close, because we are approaching the 10 o'clock hour now, um, Central Standard Time, so it's 11 where you are. But since you brought up entrepreneurship, I just want to ask you, if you don't mind, sharing with the audience that we have here, as well as those that will view and listen to this podcast interview once I, you know, post it. Okay. You as a comedian are an entrepreneur. Right. What advice as a entrepreneur comedian, successful comedian, can you give to those who are aspiring to get into your business? And if they are already in the business, how to make sure that they are dotting their I's and crossing their T's business-wise and managing their their revenues and so forth. What One, advice can you give? Read your paperwork thoroughly, contracts. Read them very thoroughly. And if you don't understand words, don't be shame. A fool is who don't ask directions or ask for information. That's a dummy. A smart person will ask, what does this mean? What does, what does, how are they using this word? Because they can use a word a certain way. You think it's one way, but it can be a whole different way. I had a contract sent to me. For, these guys wanted to manage me. If I had signed that contract, it showed in that contract, they would have got almost 40% of anything I made. And the key was not the shows that they got for me, not any kind of movie deals they would have got for me, Anything pertaining to business, they would have got a part of. If I would have opened a restaurant, they get some of that. If I would have opened up a concrete spot, they get some of that. And they would have put it in there, look, they said between here and the universe, I mean, damn, if I go to Mars, you're going to get a piece of that too? But I, but I had someone to read it, and then what they did when I gave it back, 
we highlighted everything and what to take out. Right. Got it back. They they changed the wording. Like instead right. of saying car, now they say automobile. Instead mm -hmm. of saying house, now they say residence. Residence. So they're right. using different words. And then the fool put some stuff in there. One he put something in there um, in a Latin, you know, like a Latin prefix. What it mean? I, well, I, I don't speak Latin. Why would he put that word in? And oh, yeah. he pulled it up and say, "This? Why did they put this in there?" But that I knew right then they were shysters. Mm -hmm. So what I did was, I had the contract was very long. So what I did is, I didn't change nothing. Know what I did? Took I added a page in the contract, redid the contract, gave it back to them because I say they saying this old dumb, this dummy ain't gonna read all this paperwork. He just gonna sign. Because they finally they giving me this money in advance. And I said to myself, these dummies think I ain't gonna read all that. So when I, <laughs> I read everything and I put in a contract that said, if you all don't have produced me any shows, movie deals, TV deals, anything within 90 days, I can get wow. a contract and and, and they initialed the page and signed the contract. They didn't realize they did it. They sent to their lawyers and said, and the lawyer said, yeah, but you, you signed it. He said, we didn't even realize that. And he said, you should have sent it back to me to look at it again. He said, yeah, y'all thought y'all was going to get me. But then it got, got, got them. I'm telling you, man, I, my mom ain't raised no fool. Like, why you Good keep it? I always say, read your paperwork, one. N number two, be a leader. Be a leader. A lot of people follow and listen to others. Be your own leader. And that's what I learned to do. Be your own leader. Because at the end of the day, if some trouble kick off, you the one that's going to be in it. Right. As long as you, if you're a leader, don't follow nobody. If somebody tell you something crazy, it's crazy, don't do it. You see like rappers. Every time you turn around, you see brothers getting in trouble back to back to back to back. I tell a man, listen, a no man with you. Y'all always got yes men. Yes man, tell you, yeah, let's do this, let's do that. No, you gotta have somebody say no. No man, let's go home. You do anything, you're gonna be successful, trust me. If you just do those things, read over your paperwork, don't do interviews, don't be late for flights, you will be all right, trust me. Because it's gonna be a grind as long as you stay dedicated. And if you got a day job, don't quit it yet till you really start making it. Don't quit your day job yet till you really start making it. Trust me. How about this? Should they have a mentor in the industry? Is that any, is that good or not in company? You can, but always be aware that they want they want the same thing you want. They want, and a lot of times people say mentors, but what do mentors mentors have you under them and they getting all your money? Ooh, there is the key right there. Yeah. It goes back to goes back to that thing we we're talking about about reading everything, the fine print, every line, because a mentor should not necessarily be getting paid. Right, and you know what? A mentor now, a manager, a PR firm, that's different. But a mentor, you might give them something just to say thank you, but. A contracted mentor, I don't know about that one. I don't know if I would do this. 
Yeah, but a lot of them say, man, you need because they, they figure you keep calling them for advice. So after a while, they say, well, you need to go ahead and just sign with me, man. I'll I handle it for you. You're not a manager. You're a mentor. It's a different Now they're turned into a mentor slash manager. Trust me. That's what happens. In the, in the was, all the time. You say what now? It happens like that all the time in the record business. Oh, yeah, of course. That's one of the hardest cutthroat industries there is, you know? That that That's like, ooh. Ooh, you better have you an entertainment lawyer. Hey, you need you an entertainment lawyer. Comedy is cutthroat too now. Don't get it twisted. I know. I know. But music is deadly. <laughs> but a lot of brothers in comedy don't like to help others because they're afraid that's going to take their shine. And I always tell people, look at Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld yep. was the successful sitcom of all time. Because you know yep. what? He wasn't afraid to have himself surrounded with three comedians that was funnier than him. Yep. Whereas a lot of other brothers or sisters don't want that. Like, oh, no, I don't need nobody funnier than me. I need to have the most lines on the show. I need to have the most concept. I need to have the most this, the most that. Because they don't want you to take they're shine. But what you're, if I hear you correctly, I'll paraphrase, I hear you saying we should help each other when we can. It's yeah. okay to do that. We, we should be so confident in our work that we are willing to share with the others. We should help each other, not when you can, if you can. If you can. If you can, help them, because as long as you help others be successful, they'll always be successful. Right. Give them their first. I hate when somebody say they ha you haven't done nothing. When jobs tell people that, like hell, let me do it now. I know I haven't done. It. That's why I want to do it. Help me do it now, because a lot of times you get momentum from a person that never done it than you will from a person that did. Because a person right. that did, they have the attitude many times. Well, this is beneath me. I've been doing this twenty years for this company. We did it this way. Well, you ain't at that company no more. This is how they do it. Now, do you want to learn it the way they do? It? And that's a lot. Right. Um, don't like to do when it comes to entertainment, man, help that young brother, help that sister out. A lot of young brothers and sisters will tell you, they'll call me on a regular asking me about shows, asking me about promoters, asking me should they do this or should they do that. And I'll tell them yes or no. I'll tell them be real with them. Yeah, man. Or I'll tell them how to better a joke, how to make something funny. I told comics before, I had a comic one time opening for me. He was, he started off blazing the stage, but then he lose them. And then I told him, I said, hey, man, you need to flip the order of your set. And the way you, you start, go. you close that way, you get a standing ovation. There you go. And he was getting them. He said, man, nobody never told me that. I said, because they didn't want you to kill in front of them. Right. I'm, I'm secure with my joke so I can come behind you because I want to ride the way. I don't want to come. <laughs> no. I Absolutely. And you know what? That's what I like. That's what I like. I'm closing out. Because we're at a one-hour mark. But, you know, one thing I try to tell people is this. It don't hurt you to help nobody. No, no. It doesn't hurt any of us to share knowledge, to share truth, to share wisdom, right? It does not hurt. I believe that when you put out like that, God will bless you, right? Yeah. Because... Somebody, if you think about it, and you don't have to think too long, 
somebody helped you. Yes. We are, as they say, standing on the shoulders of who? All of them who came before us, right? Yes. So therefore, as we pass the baton, right, even though we still in the game, that baton don't have to be, you know, we pass it again. Right. But we can we can pass truth, we can pass information, we can pass knowledge. Knowledge is power. Isn't that yep. what they say? I have learned it to be true. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Comedian Marta Dixon, we're going to do this again. I like working with you. Yes, indeed. We're going to do this again. And I want you to remember what you told me. Send me that text message because I want to research that company. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's crazy you. right there. That's crazy. But I thank you, sir, for taking time out of your busy schedule to interview with Unfiltered with Cara Jones Unlimited LLC podcast, broadcasting to you virtually with you remotely all the way from Birmingham, Alabama to Atlanta, Georgia. Peace. Any, anything you want to say to your fans or anything? Yeah, y'all keep your head up. This thing going to end sooner or later, and when they do, we going to throw the biggest party and event we can ever think of. We going to get out. I tell people, enjoy it. Stuff you used to do, stop doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm somebody for Jehovah, Jehovah Witness come to my door right now. I'm letting them in. I'm going to be so happy to see somebody. I'm letting them in. You a hot mess. And when is your show? Tell us about that casino show you have coming up. When is that? It's June the 20th, the casino at Daniel Beach. It's called 50 Shades of Comedy. The casino at Daniel Beach, that's the title of my event. My um, show is called 50 Shades of Comedy. It's going to be the Mardi Gras edition. So that's June the 20th. Come on out. Daniel Beach, Florida, which is, if you're coming down, you're flying, Fort Lauderdale. right by Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right, sir, we're we'll signing off, and we will be in touch. Thank you again, Mr. Funny Man. Keep them laughing. L-O-L-L-W-O-L. Peace. Okay, I just had a wonderful interview. That was comedian Marvin Dixon. He was in Atlanta, Georgia. We started out on his page. The Real Marvin Dixon. After send The Real Marvin Dixon, go and follow him if you haven't already um, so that you can stay abreast of what he is offering in terms of the field of comedy, okay? And then we jump over here for the second part of the interview to my page, After some C-M-H-C-C-A-T. I'll leave this up for a little while, but what I will do as I do with all of my interviews, whether they be on here, on Anchor, or YouTube, I will download it and posted to all of my various platforms so that you have access to it again. I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you for following me. Share me with a friend. When you go to Spotify and you see my interviews, um, Unfiltered with CJU, Car Jumps Unlimited, tell a friend about it. Share it on your playlist. Share it to your story on Instagram. You can do that from Spotify, okay? Tell a friend. And I really appreciate all of you. Stay safe. Stay inside, quarantine, wear your mask when you go out, okay, and be safe. And as we say in mental health, because I am a clinical mental health counselor, be well.
Thank you, and God bless. Of this interview, Unfiltered with Cara Jones, Unlimited LLC podcast with comedian Marvin Dixon. And we have been on his page for the first um, part of the um, interview, and now we are here on my CMHCCAP page on Instagram in my live story. Thank you for joining us. Um, I have closed my page today so that those who were not paying attention will have to wait for it to go to the various platforms. But comedian Marvin Dixon was just sharing with me about the many, many um, comedy stage, what would you call them, competitions, right? Yeah. That he's won all over the country. And, you know, I was looking at your bio, sir, and I saw here at the top something that I really, really love, the Funk Fest. Woo! The <laughs> Funk Fest Tour. So I wanted to ask you, I've been waiting since you sent me this bio. I'm like, we're going to talk about the Funk Fest. Okay. I go. So which Funk Fest cities have you um, performed on or in? I hosted the entire tour in 2015, I think it was 2015. Uh -huh. It was 15. I believe it was 15. I got to look at my paperwork to see. It was, okay. I did, ooh, uh, that year it was Atlanta, Charlotte, North Carolina, Tampa, Florida, Orlando, Florida. It was uh, Miami, Augusta, Georgia, and I'm missing the city. I'm missing the city. I'm missing the city. Uh, snap! I'm missing the city. I what? Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville. I was gonna. Did you guys then go through Tennessee? That year, I take. I did it. Um, was Tennessee wasn't on the tour. Tennessee was the next year. Okay. I didn't do it. I did. The, I did the one year, and I did something that I didn't know. I was the only comedian host that they ever had that survived. Like you, <laughs> outdoors when you got upwards from five to seven to ten thousand people, it yeah. is hard to capture their attention. Yeah, it is very hard to capture their attention. So yeah, really, you got to be, you got to seduce them. You really got to seduce them. You can't, <laughs> them. you can't just say, "Okay, I'm gonna get them." I know you got to seduce them. <laughs> you got, and once you get them, then you take your time, and they'll listen to everything you say once you get them on your side. Once you get them, right? Get them, and I got them, and it was like, because I initially just was supposed to do, uh, I think one day in Miami, that was the only one I suppose I was supposed to do, and I did so well. And a friend of mine, he's a promoter, he told the other promoter, "Hey man, y'all should use him for the whole tour." So wow. He, all the years, y'all never had nobody command the crowd like that. And then they asked me, and I did the next city, and the next city, and the next city. And then they got to the point I was, I was doing so well, and it was so funny. One of the cities I got there, um, I was hosting, and you know, you've been to the Funk Fest. It's a long day. Long. It's a long day. So long. I'm on stage, I'm killing, I'm killing, I'm killing, I'm killing, and the. Uh, it was a jock, a radio jock was telling the promoter, hey, man, I got this girl, a homegirl of mine. She's a comedian. Y'all should let her go up 
and and uh help go up and bring on one of the acts, which I didn't mind okay. trying to get a little rest anyway. I was tired between acts. And then he said, okay. Hey, he asked me, Do you mind if she go up? I said, I don't care, y'all. I'll bring up. They say, Yeah, then then I heard the jock, the the radio jock tell the promoter, Yeah, man, once you see her, you might want to have her to host the rest of the tour. You might not want Marvin. So I just think because I'm not, I don't care nothing about that. I hey, he's supposed to pump up and promote his girl. Right. I, I brought her on stage when I say five thousand people. I don't know who at the same time. What happened? I say I don't know what happened, but at at, a, at about two minute point on home stage, it seemed like all five thousand people came together to boo her off stage. No. They start booing. No, they didn't. Woo, they start booing. Wait a minute. We just talked about this. The people don't be booing. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they booed her off the stage. Are you serious? That's an understatement. Oh, my God. That's horrible. That is so embarrassing. I can't imagine. Yeah, they booed us so bad. It was ridiculous. I'm talking about. Woo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you, oh my, what did she do? Just get off? That's all you can do. Did she, did, she, did she skip? Did she run? How did she do that? I mean, just said, thank, thank you all, and then just got off the stage. And I went on stage. And now, when people boom, just got through booing, you got to be real clever. Uh, and I never come and get booed. I always pass them when I get the mic and say, hey, man, don't take this personal. Because I have to address the elephant in the room. I can't just let you get right. booed and walk. So I just told right. everybody, I said, I said, hey man, y'all give give it up anyway. So give it they, like, they clap. So I just say, can y'all do me a favor? Yeah, I say I want to dedicate this part of my show to a good friend of mine. You know, that's not with us no more. Can you bow your head? I want to do it. it. The whole it was quiet. The whole park was quiet. Five thousand people. Everybody bowed their head. I said, oh, ain't nobody died. But the way she got booed, y'all need some prayer for her. Everybody just bust out laughing at the same time. So hey. I just said what came to my head. Wow. I see somebody here asking a question. Who is this? Wait, wait. Go ahead. Big you can see it. You see it? It says, there's a, oh, is the show for June still on at the Diana Casino? Oh, at Diana Have you heard? I okay, they wrote Diana. It's Diana Beach. Uh, so far it is. You know, June it's June the 20th, which is a ways off. So I, I, have a, I have a residency at a casino that I do monthly. And I have a casino showroom residency that I do monthly where I bring other comedians in town. Wait a minute. Where is this at? In Florida? South Florida, yes. Dania Beach. Oh, is, I think I saw that. Yeah, it's between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Dania Beach sits in the middle of both. Oh, I'm going to have to come. I want to come. June the 20th. So tell me a little bit about that show. Can you tell me a little more about it? Oh, yeah. The show is a it's, – it's the thing that I'm doing, because I do, I do different things, it's going to be a Mardi Gras thing. It's going to be a Mardi Gras thing. Okay. I, I got a Mardi Gras band that's from New Orleans, you know, open up the show. And then okay. I bring on comics. I bring – like, I always say certain comedy clubs and venues, they bring the most popular comedians in the country, but I right. bring the biggest comedians in the country. 
And sometimes I say I bring the funniest comedians in the country. And sometimes okay. it's a difference between the popular and the funny. So yeah. yeah, that's what I do. I got I always bring three comedians to perform. Hmm. I like that. So is that the um, first show that you have booked right now after this post-quarantine stuff? Uh, yeah, because I had to cancel my, um, I had to cancel my March show. I had to cancel my April show and, and, uh, and the May. So, hey, you know, it is what it is. Can't do no, and I'm, I, I want this to hurry up and get over because, even venues can't maximize whatever. If they try to do, remember, just imagine selling a seat and you got to skip three seats and another seat, skip three seats. That's a, a, a couple together, then it's, it's three seats or four seats between them to the next couple. You know, it's kind of hard to do something like that. Well, you know, it's not going to work. And the thing is, people aren't going to buy tickets like that. Because the whole point of going to a show, you know, you think about going to a show, you think about the performer, the entertainer, right? But you think about being, you know, in that, that room, the ambience in the room. Who's right. going to be up in a, in a uh, you know, a venue in every other seat, every 10 seats? Yeah. Uh -uh. It is That's no good. It is what it is, but it's no good for the venue owners, right? management, the workers there, the tips they ain't going to be on. They're not going to get the, you know, the, the food purchases that they would normally get. The bar is going to be slack, everything. So yeah. they might as well just wait till we can go out. I know today I was watching after Lester Holt, because, you know, we watch Lester Holt um, right. at 5.30, right? We're going to watch him from 5.36. If we don't do nothing else, we're going to do that. But then the local news came on. And they showed the Alabama governor, Governor Kay Ivey, and she was saying, I believe as of this Friday, 50%. Some of these, you know, um, restaurants and eateries, places like that, she's lifting the quarantine on them. And, you know, but you can only be at 50% capacity. So, at, at restaurants. Restaurants. But she still didn't open up these um, hair shops and nail salons, you know. Well, you know, when they open up, ooh, that, you could do a whole show on the beauty shop and the nail salon. Well, it's kind of easier to do them because you can do appointments. You're doing appointments. So you can do that. You can just space. All you got to do is space your appointments and space the chairs. Because usually hairstylists are six feet from each other, usually. And you, you just, all you got to do is, hey, your appointment at one, your, the next one at three. You yeah. Might, it, barbers, you know, barbers can cut in 30-minute increments. Uh, and yes. to get the time just in case it run over, go to 45-minute increments. So they can be done. But with us, with entertainers, it's, you know, we're at a – and we don't have nobody to bail us out. <laughs> nobody bail us out. You know, hell, my – hey, I mean, we catching, we catching some hell. Now, entertainers, you know, somebody like Kevin Hart – they can sit for two years without working, and they good. Right, right. They're good. <laughs> but you, ninety days. I got to get out there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because yeah. you know we still have mortgages, uh, car notes, utilities. We still got bills. Bills don't stop. Yeah, they can pause them, but they come and see you on the back end. 
you still got to pay them. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. why we need to do like Canada. We need that. Canada, their citizen, 16 and up, not even 18, 16 and up. Um, no, 18 and up. I'm wrong. They're 18 and up. 18 and up. They're getting 2000 a month every month until this subside, at least for the next six months. They, they don't get 2000 a month. Uh, they started getting this a couple of months ago. They was getting this before we got ours. 2000 a month. No utilities. No light bill, no gas bill, no water bill, no cable, no utilities. And once it ends, whenever this ends, let's just, I'm just going to throw a date out. Let's say June 1st, everything opened back up. You start back over from the beginning. You don't, they, they don't, Canada don't come say, hey, you owe us $400 past due stuff. No, forget that. Because the government say, our stimulus will pay your past bills. Wow. So you mean to tell me, for all of us who bought the $1,200 stimulus, 2020 Corona um, stimulus was a big deal, Canada is giving $2,000 every month to every individual 18 and up, and their utilities bills are all halt. So the quarantines are listed. And your mortgage. And, and your, your mortgage. You can pull it up. Your mortgage, your rent. And once everything starts back, you just start back like after after June 1st or June the 30th, bam, you pay your, your bill for June. You don't go back. Don't don't worry about May. Don't worry about April. Because they, they, they're gonna take care, the government taking care of that. If your landlord, you owe your landlord. Four months of rent, the government already paid them. They paid your landlord. If you owe your mortgage company, four months, they paid that. And some one one credit card, the Chase credit card, if you got a Chase credit card, Canada, you they wipe that out. Let's say you you got four thousand in debt on your card, they wipe that out so you can use that. They erase the balance. Yes, that's what Canada does. That's what you think about. It. They get free health care. And free healthcare goes with everything. As far as cosmetic surgery, it goes towards everything. They got they got free stuff. The U.S. What's what twelve hundred dollars gonna do? Really, twelve hundred dollars. What does this say? I hear what you're saying, but brother from the darkness says, but you won't be around to pay your bill. <laughs> I'm, I'm around to pay my bills. I'm not telling him it's right to open up. I'm telling him right. I understand why people do what they do. See, when someone like um work from home, come on now, yo, 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 maintain a living, they stop. Yo, man, you can maintain your business because you're getting the same amount of money. You work from home, you open your laptop, you sit in front of your house. Right. Entertainers, I mean the comedians, the people that got bands, um, you know, musicians, poets. That that's they they totality of their living. They're not making it like that. And you just got to sit there. You can be patient all you want, but like they tell you, most people are two week, two paychecks away from profit. Yeah, just two paychecks away. And we're talking about 70% of the United States, 70-something percent is two paychecks away sure. from And that's what I'm saying. And I've been watching DJs go live, spinning with right. their cat. Hey, I love that. 
you know, they doing their thing and they just asking for a donation because that's how them brothers or sisters pay their bills. Right. I've seen other DJs, the bigger name ones, like get on people for doing that to pay their bills. I'll be like, hold on now. You sitting on a few million. That person is not sitting on a few million. That person might make three, four, five, maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred, let's say two thousand every time they see it. And everything just came to a halt. And they got kids to take care of, child support, they or whatever, and they got bills. I mean, like, you telling them they shouldn't pay, but I don't see you writing them no check to help them with their situation. Right. I always say, do what you can while you can, as long as it's legal. You're doing something legal, and I don't care nothing about it. But I see comedians doing stand-up on live by themselves. I'll be like, hey, right. I can't do it as hard for me because I need the intimacy of an audience. But I don't right. know. But I done donated to brothers. I just, you know, shoot them $10, $5. I've done that to help them out. You know, you if a thousand people did that, that brother can make a regular, a decent living. If you send a few dollars, that can help out. But well, you know what? Yes. I've seen this week alone on my Facebook where I have thousands of followers, I have seen um, cosmetologists, men and women, Saying, you know, if y'all want to bless me with two dollars or more, here's my cash app. Okay, I have seen um, here on the Instagram there is one restaurant nightclub in Vegas that has started a GoFundMe. So people are doing what they have to do. You know, what's interesting is I heard on our news, um, I think it was during Lester's broadcast that. That first wave, you know, of those stimulus checks that were going out to businesses, if you didn't get in in the first wave, guess when the next wave is? This summer. Yeah. It could be as far out as this summer. And these small, smaller businesses, along with the bigger businesses, didn't get they enough. have already laid, they laid off people already. Let me tell you they something. are struggling right now. How are they going to make it to June? My name is Marvin Dixon. But for one time in my life, I wish I had a I wish my name was Ruth Chris. <laughs> Ruth, <laughs> Ruth Chris got 20 million. Yeah. 20 million. And they I think they just gave it back last week because of how people was getting on them and how you all made up? They made a hundred and some million in 2019. A hundred and some million, but you need $20 million to do that. I wish my, my name, my first name was Ruth and my last Ruth. name was Ruth. Yes, I hear you, boo. But I they, tell them I hear you. And, and you got people that got clothing stores. People that have um, little small businesses, uh, automotive, automotive shops. Um, body shops. They can't open up. That's how they feed their family. And they didn't get nothing. Hell, I'm an independent business. Mm -hmm. I'm an independent business. My name is registered as a business, but hell. Hey, I I swear, I filled out everything I had to fill out. Took my time. Didn't miss a box. Ain't missed nothing. Crossed every T, dotted every I, and I ain't got nothing. They sent me up. We apologize. Maybe we can get to you the next time. Maybe. And what about how long ago? How long ago did you apply? The first day they said it. As a business. Yes. 
It's on the mind. Yeah, um, you got it. You have to give me. So, I would like to say hello. This is Chandra Purdue coming to you um, with Unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited LLC podcast. We are interviewing tonight comedian Marvin Dixon, the real Marvin Dixon, who I had the pleasure of seeing at the Stardom Comedy Club in Birmingham, Alabama, just a couple of months ago. I believe it was February you were here. Right, correct. February. And you wore me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I laughed so hard that night. If I wasn't funny, you, you wouldn't want to interview. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Turn up your volume just a little for me. Yes, ma'am. Let's hey, see. You hear me good? A little better, a little more. Cool. All right. It should be. That's it. That's how it go. Can you hear me? Let me turn mine up then. Okay, say something. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, so... Let me do this. I'm going to put on my headset. <laughs> because you, you cracking me up. Hold on a minute, okay? Yes, I got to put on my headset. Oh, let me see which one. I'm going to use this one. I got a new one. So how's the weather there in Miami? I'm not in Miami. Where are you at? I'm in Georgia, the state of Georgia. Did you move? And the weather's the weather. I'm I, I'm everywhere. As long as I'm by myself, quarantining. <laughs> Did people, you know? Black people. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you move to Georgia? I say black people always know where you at. <laughs> I'm quarantining. Okay, okay. I am in Georgia right now, though. I'm not gonna let you do this to me tonight. You're not gonna worry me with this. We, see, I thought you was in Miami, so, you know, I posted up there on my little post today, we're going to be in Miami, but, you know, if you just three hours away in Georgia, you know. Well, you should have drove it in. No, we quarantined. And you still can quarantine. Trust me, you no, we stay, We are staying in place. That means at home. We are at place, in have, place at home. Have you seen the young... Black adults don't listen to those um, directions. Everywhere you go, it's a pack of black people hanging out. No, you know what? Young adults, I'm going to take that back. Slash the black, because it's white. White people, they run the beach. Black people run the neighborhood. Well, that's interesting that you would bring that up, because you know me. I try to get my five-mile walk in, and we can exercise. And I must say, I have seen most recently packs of people, as you say. Me, I go solo, but I believe it was yesterday, in fact, I saw packs of people. Yeah. And that ain't no quarantine. I went by a gas station last week. I yeah. said with his car, he had his trunk popped open, the doors open, blasting music. I swear he had about 200 people around. <laughs> was he a DJ? Was he doing a parking lot concert? Was it, what, what, what do they call it, was it a tailgate? No, he just was parked out in the field. It was over 200 people around, drinking and just enjoying themselves. Out in a remote field, like in the country? No, not in the country. It's a parking lot, and next to the parking lot was an empty field, and they was parked in the empty field, about 200 people around a car with a lot of music. And this was in the state of Georgia? Yes. 
Oh, well, you know, y'all's y'all's uh, restrictions are a little more loose than the rest of us around the country. Well, you say y'all like I made it. I didn't set that in place. The governor had- I said Georgia. But why people keep saying just Atlanta or Georgia only, whereas Texas is doing the same thing, Tennessee is doing the same thing, South Carolina was doing the same All those states did the same thing at the exact same time. Did you realize that? Now you want to look like me, huh? Put your glasses on, look like me. Again, sir. Yes. I said Georgia. Okay, but why you ain't say Tennessee? Because I said Georgia. Why you say South Carolina? Okay, so let, let's get this straight. Let's get this straight. And we're gonna see. We're gonna all see with our four eyes on this conversation. Uh huh. Since we in such close proximity, you and I, three hours apart from Birmingham, Alabama, to Georgia. When I turn on the local news, right. comedian Marvin Dixon, yes, what I see per my local news most frequently and regularly when they go to the adjacent state is Georgia's news. And so therefore, the lists on the quarantine that have been um, implemented by your dear governor have been in my ear for many days now. That's why I said Georgia. Well, look at other networks, CNN, MSNBC, there are more states that has a uh, more, I'm going to say, flexible um, quarantine policy, put it like that, where they open barbershops and restaurants. So there have been more states that have done it, and they did it at the same time. They picked Georgia because Georgia has the predominantly more blacks than the other states. You know, Why do you say that? Why did you have to go pull the race card? What are you? What is that all about? Well, I didn't pull the race card. That's what they did. They always say the governor of Georgia, and then they say Atlanta. The governor of Georgia, Atlanta. They didn't say the governor of Georgia, and they didn't say Bacon. They didn't say Savannah. They always <laughs> say Atlanta. And the, the state of Georgia, Atlanta, the state of Georgia. That's how they. That's how they implemented. They always got who mayors on television all the time. Keisha Lance Bottoms, Atlanta City Mayor. They didn't go to the other mayors and talk to them. The other mayors not on CNN, on Fox, on MSNBC, just Atlanta. So but they. You understand? But you understand that's because Atlanta is the biggest metropolitan area in your state. Yes, but as I said, Texas did the same thing. So, well, so did Tennessee. So did South Carolina. So all those states did the same thing at the same time, but they're just saying Georgia only. Because yeah. the most predominantly black city, and they have the black male. Houston, Texas has an African-American mayor. Yes, but they don't have more blacks than Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> they know what they do. I, I rest my case. I rest my case. I understand the point that you are trying to get across, and I understand. Cool. So, 
How was your day otherwise? Once I wake up, I'm great. Everything else is easy. Okay. As long as I got my health and my freedom, I'm good. Okay. Well, you know, when we were over there at the um, Stardome, you you did some things that took me way back. You know, I'm an old school girl. (laughs) And, you know, so I like that old school music. And you did a show that really took me back to the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Do you recall? Do yeah. you recall? I like to reminisce. Uh. I like to reminisce. I like to take stuff back in the days and bring it back. Because one thing about comedy, comedy is timeless and ageless. So I like to get everybody, young and old. Yeah. Absolutely. And you got all of us that night, and I would say some of those baby boomers from the 40s and 50s, they jumped on in with us from who were born in the 60s and 70s, and I was just I was just out of my seat. We was just doing it, and Mama, um, Mama Linda was with us, and too. Mama Linda was swaying, too. I was like, oh, Lord, and then you came out there and did the moonwalk. <clears throat> who was that comedian, Charles Winston? I think introduced you, and you come out there strutting with the moonwalk. I said, "Oh, I see how this gonna go." <laughs> hey, got it. Hey, I, and I love Stardome. A lot of people don't know this. That is the number one, like ranked comedy club in the United States. A lot of people don't realize that. Even y'all in Alabama. Really? That is the number one ranked comedy club in the United States. Trust me. Every comic in the world wants to do Vegas and the Stardome. Really? Yes, you really want to do that. It was not aware. You say what now? I wasn't aware of that. And you know, that was my first time ever going there. Yes, that's the number one ranked comedy club in the United States. Believe it or not. Oh, my. My goodness gracious. Well, you know what? I am so blessed to have moved to Birmingham. And I hope to be able to get back there again. Oh, you need to. I remember I always said it on stage. Support. What we have a problem doing, we always try to go by the names. They look for the big names, the big names, the big names. I always say sometimes the comments you've never seen or never mm-hmm. heard of before be funding than the ones that you do know or have seen on the regular. And I tell people that they get stuck all the time. They say the big names, and then when they go see the big name, they always say he or she wasn't that funny. And I always tell them, let me explain something to you all. They're not as funny as they used to be because they're not hungry no more. Right. They got plenty of money. They could chill, relax, and then give people a BA. Whereas people like myself, we hungry. We hungry. We walk in and we want to rip every time because big names, they can flop on stage. You can hear about them getting booed on stage. And you know what we'll do? Go pay and see them the next week somewhere else. Right. But if I get booed on stage, Stardom won't never bring me back. Well, you did not get booed on stage. Matter of fact, we wanted you to come back out. You know how when they the singers, you know, music artists be performing and stuff like that, yeah. and they be like, encore, encore, honey, you was getting the encore, encore. We wanted you to come back. I know that's how good you was. We we could have stayed for another hour with you. Because every time I do a show, oh, I have to perform like that's my last show because I got to work mm-hmm. for the week, and I want that same club to bring me back. And, and would you all come and support and show love, people don't know this, especially black people. I always say this. 
We would complain when something ain't good or when something ain't right. But when something goes good or it's great, we won't call the club back and ask for them to come back. Or we won't call the club back and say, when is he coming back again? He or she, can I get, can I, you know, log on to find out when they coming back? We don't do that. But now, if we went up there and offended somebody, did something crazy, the first thing they'll do, don't bring him. I, I was so mad. Or I got, I asked for a 10 piece. They gave me nine and a half wings. In a final a mess, a mess. Yeah. Well, you know, everything was good that night. I mean, your um, show was great. The atmosphere was great. I like that setup over there that they have at the start on. It looks like a movie theater, you know, like a cinema. Yes. Um, that's what kind of reminded me of, like the arena, like the arena, right? Um, the food was good. The, the cocktail was good, you know, and the ambience. The diversity in the room and the ambience was a great mix. And remember, so I could. That was a weeknight too. I came on weeknights. It was like on a Wednesday or Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. I came. It I, was packed. I did uh, Wednesday and Thursday night. Yeah. I tell people I do Wednesday and Thursday nights, and I tell people like that. One thing about if something's good, we'll come out any night of the week to come see if it's good. Absolutely. And we just come there, and oh, that's why I tell people I don't just talk for myself. I tell them to support anybody you see come there and get them the chance to prove that they're funny. Because you see the big right. names. You know the big names. We all know who the big names are. When they come, you go. people go. It's hard to sell out a weeknight. Trust me. It is hard. Well, you know what? When I rolled up to the start on that night, the parking lot was packed. Packed. I know. And it wasn't late. I was not late, okay? And so when I did make my way in and found my people, there was a line that wrapped around. Uh-huh. And I said, ooh, I hope I don't have to get in that line. <laughs> thank, God, thank God with that ticket I had, I got to go on up in there, okay? Because then people, it took them, I would say, it took about 20 to 30 minutes to get them people in there and let them sit down. You understand? That's how packed it was on a Thursday night for you. Yeah. I'm and there wasn't nobody on the ticket with you. It was just you. Right. I sold out. I sold out Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. And I told, I did three nights. I did Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday and sold out all the nights. But it didn't just go by them coming. You know, I got to get on radio. I got to do flips. I got to set myself on fire. I got to do so much extra stuff to get people in the room just to get them in. Because when I'm on radio and stuff, I just go, like, tell, DJ asked me something. I just go buck wild about it and just have fun with it. So you got to really sell yourself. You selling yourself. You got to sell yourself to get them in there. And I was lucky to get y'all in there. You know what? You just said something that I can really relate to and appreciate. I work with a lot of artists, okay, with my performing arts and entertainment company, Car Jones Unlimited. And I try to tell artists, whether they're music artists, whether they are comedians, whether they are literary writers, authors, authoresses, whatever, you have to be able to promote yourself. If you, you can have a PR firm that works for you. Yes. But just like you said, you as the artist 
have got to know how to get on that horn and blow for you. You got to, because you know, you know you. You know your talent. You know your your skill level. And a lot of brothers and sisters, they count on somebody to do that for them or be their mouthpiece or whatever. But when you get on that, that's why I never miss radio interviews. I never miss, if it's a television, mm -hmm. if it's a morning show like Good Morning Birmingham or something, and they tell me to be yep. at 6 in the morning, I'm there at 545. Yeah. I'm always there on time. I don't be late for nothing. I try to be. And then when I get on that stage, now once I got them in there, now I have to improve myself in front of them. Because people sit there with their arms folded to be looking like, oh, yeah, I know one thing, he better be funny. What you going to do? <laughs> you so much pressure like that. Like a lot of brothers, y'all don't know, being a comedian, it be pressure. You got to make people you don't know, you never seen, laugh like they never laughed before. And you got to make, remember, a lot of people come in there with health problems, financial yeah. situations, relationship situations, or just all right angry by something. And they come in there with the attitude like, oh, man, whatever, I ain't want to come anyway. You better make me laugh. And then when you make them laugh, I always say, I'm glad I was able to do one thing. At that very brief moment, that 45 minutes or to an hour, hour and 15, I was on stage. For that brief moment, I made somebody laugh. That's all I said. Absolutely. I made them laugh. Absolutely. And, you know, it's really important, like you said, because if they're not laughing, I don't. I mean, I have not been to any shows, concerts, stage events, productions, performance, whatever, where I've seen anybody booed off the stage. I haven't, I haven't seen that done in probably 20 years. Going up. But I'm from California, the San Francisco Bay Area, and I do remember 20 years ago, they would boo you. Or they would sit, as we say, they would sit on you and do nothing. Do you know y'all have uh, the largest, at the time, the largest black comedy competition in the nation? It was called the Area Comedy Competition. In, in the Bay Area? Yes, it was the Bay Area. That yes. was the biggest black comedy competition in the United States. Yes, I remember a good friend of mine, actually my college classmate, he is DJ Oris Washington, Big O, back in the day, we used to do, well, he would present comedy shows to the likes of I haven't met Shang, Lunell. All of them would come because they were right around, you know, California. But they would come to Oakland yeah. and Berkeley, California, and he would present these stage shows, comedy shows. Right. And that Bay Area competition you're talking about, it came there all the time. It was there all the time. Yeah, you do it once a year. It was at the, um, oh, I cannot remember the name of the, the theater. Me neither. I can't think of the venue. I won it before, so I know. I won it. Yeah. It wasn't at the Paramount, was it? It was the Paramount. That's where the finals was at the Paramount. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's the big theater, like the Fox in Atlanta. Right. I won that. I won it, that. Um, com People don't know this. I won every black major comedy competition in the country. I'm the one comedian can say I won every major co competition at the time. You know, ever for the last 10, 15 years, there have been others. But during the time I did, I entered every comedy competition. The, the Bay Area, the Slit Small Liquor. That shows you how old it is, the Slit Small Liquor comedy competition. Slit Small Liquor. <laughs> you went way back. Canadian Miss, Zima, Coors Light. I won every one of them. Oh, 
good for you. I don't, I'm not telling these jokes to pay these notes. I know, that's right. So let me ask you this, because we're at a good breaking point. Yes. And what I want to do, because, you know, when this interview is over, and I'm really enjoying it, thank you for accepting my invitation again. I'm going to post it on my YouTube channel, my Anchor podcast, and then I'm going to go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, all these other um, platforms, okay? Um, but I want to take a break at this 20-minute mark, if that's okay with you. Let's do it. And then what I'm going to do, let's go out of here, and we're going to go to my page and go live. Okay, you better show me how to do this. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do, you're just going to end your live, okay? Okay. Just push your, push your back button. Okay. And then come come to my page. You'll see my little red circle around my picture swirling. Okay. Click on that. It'll say live. Click on that. And then it'll say request to join, and you click request to join. Will do. I'm following you. See you in a minute. See you. See you.